Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dan Connery Show. Blue collar common sense. Common sense solutions. That's where we have to go if we're going to save our state and save our country. Join the conversation at 321-1310. Toll free at 1-877-235-1310. We, as Americans have the capacity now as we've had in the past to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Common sense has become an uncommon commodity. Now Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Good Tuesday morning, you exceptional Americans and my fellow deplorables. How do you do? Well, you've probably figured out by now, astute listener, that uh, the guy talking to you is not one Dan Conry. In fact, the guy talking to you is one Matt Kittle. Glad to be here. Dan will be out for the next couple of days, and I will be in the hot seat. Along with the brains of this operation, the guy who keeps this machine well-oiled, Sean Preble. Good morning, sir. How are it's you? I don't want to know how that seat got so warm. We'll, just... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you we'll take it, it up with the morning crew, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, Posick was eating burritos <laughs> yes. last night. As I'm... <laughs> he was. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> he that's just calls, a rumor. He, he calls it Wico de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Seven days. He go, yeah, he calls it Wico Colono. <laughs> as in, I'm going to need a colonoscopy yeah. after this thing is over. Oh, well, to each his own. I'm happy to be here. Let me introduce myself. It's been a while since uh, I've joined the Dan Conry Show. Uh, I am Matt Kittle. Uh, I used to introduce myself as something else. Now i got to introduce myself as something else. Uh, it's some musical chairs in uh, reportage, that's for sure. But I am Matt Kittle. Uh, I'm an investigative reporter with the MacGyver News Service, the MacGyver Institute in Madison. We are located in the belly of the beast. We are smacking it to the nanny state. We are, well, we're investigating waste, fraud, and abuse in government. That's what we do. Now... All the things you have heard so far, all of the things that you are about to hear over the next uh, two and a half hours, are my thoughts. Actually, they're the voices that I hear in my head, and they tell me to uh, communicate to you. They are not the thoughts. They are not the opinions. They are not the views of the MacGyver Institute. Uh, They're mine. They're all mine. But uh, I'll share them with you. How about that? This is a sharing community. This, This is a place where we can come together. You can feel safe being here. With uh, Big Daddy. <laughs> I'm going to go now. <laughs> All right. Sean's out of here. He said, uh, five minutes in, and he's already making Big Daddy references. This, What is this, cat on a hot tin yeah. roof, pal? You know the numbers, dear friend. 321-1310. Toll free, 877-235-1310. It's one of those kind of interesting news days and kind of not. It kind of suits the weather, I suppose. And the weather, by the way, is going to be, what's the official, yuck, I believe is the official meteorological term for it. Uh, uh, Brandon uh, Bormans over at uh, the 27 Storm Track forecast team 
says we're looking for a few spotty light showers early, otherwise cloudy and cool, high of 53. When is spring going to get here? Are you, we had a, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be totally out there complaining, but we had a beautiful weekend, didn't we? I mean, it was, but still, temperatures in the mid-60s. And I say this because remember February? We got like 70-degree days. People are out playing golf, you know? Uh, people were in shorts exposing their grotesque pale legs. Uh, and they, so we're thinking, yeah, yeah, warm spring ahead. We're always duped that way. But it has been, it, there's none of that. It's, it's been really relatively cool. It's been relatively rainy. We're just kind of stuck in this pattern. Is there a Nino we can, we can blame for this? A Nina or a Nino? There better be. Is there a La we can blame for this sort of thing? <laughs> Well, anyway, that's the the weather for today. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 42. And tomorrow, cloudy with a few morning showers, more in the afternoon, high of 59. Let's look at the extended outlook. Let's look for some, let's look for some hope, some rays of sun. There we go. Thursday, partly sunny, high of 67. And then uh, Friday, mostly sunny, a high of 67. So we're getting there. We are getting there. Hey, a couple of interesting points before we get the show all, you know, officially revved up. And this is what we have coming up on the show, by the way. 9.06. Stick around because this is the topic. People will die! How about, how about that for a tease? People will die! People will die in other lies the left is telling. Uh, <laughs> let's get into that coming up at just after 9 o'clock. Hey, at uh, just after 10, now what? European leaders may be breathing a sigh of relief with the defeat of the anti-European Union candidate Marine Le Pen, but will Emmanuel Macron be able to govern? His new political party has no lawmakers in Parliament at present. That, that could change with another slate of elections next month. But Fox News Radio's Simon Owen joins us to talk about what's next for France coming up just after 10 o'clock. Stick around for that. Some really interesting insights on that front. Here's something perhaps you didn't know as you get the day going today. Bill Clinton, the former president of these United States, and James Patterson, the prolific novelist who writes like a novel every day and a half. You know, the crime novel, the James Patterson model. I was thinking of the guy from Twilight. I have him confused. That's somebody else, the actor. (laughs) Yeah, that's James uh, Millennial. Uh, Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) <laughs> or Joe Patterson. I don't know what his name is. I, I don't keep up with the kids and their and their things, their memes. Bill Clinton and James Patterson writing a book mystery together. The mystery is called The President is Missing. The President is Missing. Uh-oh, spoiler alert. Okay, if you don't want to know the ending, turn off your radio right now. But I've got it on exclusive authority that the story ends with uh, we find out that the murderer was indeed Colonel Mustard in the library with a Cuban cigar. So, no, no, the alternate ending, I'm told, this still could uh, still could be it. The Russians did it. It was the Russians who took the... Okay. Anyway, look for that coming out soon. The, pres- the, the former president, uh, beyond playing saxophone <laughs> and doing whatever he's doing is now writing thrillers. Stick around. You talk about thrilling. 
the next uh, couple of hours are going to fit the bill, right? <laughs> I'm over-promising. I hope I over-deliver, too. Yours truly, Matt Kittle, with you all morning long here on the Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310 WIBA. This is the Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Kittle in for Conry on this Tuesday, May 9th, 2017, in the year of our Lord. Glad to be here with you. Running up on the 9 o'clock hour, right around the corner, news and all of that good stuff. And then just after 9 o'clock, we get into, um, well, how do, I, how do I say this again? People will die! Stick around for that. I don't have much time to get into the story, and actually this story deserves more time than I'm able to give it right now. But we have talked a lot about in this state about the opioid crisis. We Obviously, it is a crisis. It's nothing short of that. When you have four-year-old kids who are dying because they're ingesting heroin in their mom's or dad's house, and people who are supposed to be taking care of them and loving them, uh, and we have not just one four-year-old, not just one little kid dying, but multiple little kids dying because of this. When you have, in the case of this story in CNN this morning, a woman who is uh, an opioid addict giving birth, you have some very serious questions about the next generation. Already, even without the sorts of things that are going on in passing this horrible affliction on to uh, a child, you know, uh, through the womb. We're already dealing with kids, of course, who are all kinds of societal problems because of where they're growing up, how they're growing up, with just a lack of complete lack of, of, of adult supervision, adult presence. You know, you, when you're raised by an addict, what are you going to get on the other side of that is the question that need, we need to ask in this state and nationally. And we're starting to get into that with some real bipartisan legislation addressing this issue. It is the only thing at least one of the very few things that I have seen at the Capitol over the last couple of weeks I've been there where you can get some real agreement on a crisis that we're going to need to attack. And it's, it's like everything else. The government cannot do it. The government cannot do this. It cannot solve this problem. It is going to take a lot of stakeholders from the community, everything from parents, and we have a lack of that, everything from parents to schools, to after-school programs, to churches. We really, truly at this time, and in this crisis more than ever, need to depend on our faith systems out there, our hospitals, our health care providers, and yes, our lawmakers, dealing with laws, dealing with the reality of this. Quickly, I'll get into the story. The story is headlined, Stopping the Opioid Crisis in the Womb. The sound of a heartbeat pulsates through the air. 
and a grainy image of a baby flashes on screen. Jessica Hill smiles from her chair in the ultrasound room. Gathered around are her doctor, nurse, and best friend. They're eager, anxious, excited, worried about the health of the baby. In that way, this ultrasound is like most. But what's happening in this room is anything but routine. Jessica, 28, is hooked on opioids and detoxing during pregnancy. Dr. Craig Towers is the pioneering and controversial obstetrician, shattering the common medical belief that this approach could lead to the death of the fetus. Moments earlier, Jessica's baby underwent a stress test to see how she was progressing, a way to make sure the stress of detoxing is not harming the child. She didn't like it at all, says Jessica, who is in her 35th week of pregnancy. It means that she's paying attention to what's going on, says Towers, who specializes in high-risk pregnancies at the University of Tennessee Medical Center. Jessica admits to making many mistakes, but here she is making what she says is the best choice of her life, getting clean for her baby. She also has an eight-year-old son who has been raised by her mom. She hopes detoxing will further heal their relationship. She wishes she could lean over her belly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers put her lips by her daughter's head and whispered to her about life lessons. I'm working on building our relationship and trying so hard I mainly want her to know that I won't make those choices anymore. But that is the insidious nature of these drugs. You make a lot of promises. A lot of these addicts have made a lot of promises. I hope and I pray that this story turns out positively for this family, for this mother, and for these children more than anything. Good Lord. Let me tell you another story that happened in the Twin Cities recently. My good friend works in healthcare, and his fiance do as well. They told me of a story of of a woman who came in to give birth, a long 30-hour birth, a grueling birth, As soon as the baby was taken by the nurses to do all of the things, when she began to to heal up just a bit, she stepped out of the room and shot up on heroin. And she told medical staff there that she didn't understand why her children were being taken away from her didn't understand why her children were being taken away from her. This is tough. 
This is tough stuff. And like I said before, it needs a lot of people coming at this with solutions. I say all of this because we do have a number of bills pending that are really looking at this question. They're bipartisan. But I want to stress this again. This is not the government solving this problem. This is going to take a lot of stakeholders, a lot of people. It's going to take a lot of faith. It's going to take a lot of patience. And it's going to take a lot of change in the way we think about people, the way we think about this problem. Coming up, news and so much more. We're just really getting started. Stick around. It's the Dan Conry Show right here and now on News Talk 1310 WIBA. This is the Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. How we doing, gorgeous? It's our, well, it's the first full hour of the Dan Connery Show. We, You know, that last portion was just a tease. Now we get into the meat and potatoes of the thing. Kittle in for Conry this morning, Matt Kittle, and if you're just joining us uh, and you want to know why this guy is here talking to you and where is Dan, well, my name is Matt Kittle. I'm an investigative reporter at the MacGyver News Service here in Madison. Filling in for Dan, uh, who will be out for the next couple of days, but uh, I'll be with you, and we've got plenty to talk about, that's uh, for sure. You know the numbers, as usual, 321-1310-877-235-1310. It's kind of one of those cool, damp days, early May and you're wondering when spring will really show up, well, we'll get through it with some good conversation. How do we do that? You know, I started this morning the way Sean starts his morning every weekday, early. (laughs) See, I'm spoiled. My alarm generally does not go off until 7 o'clock or until one of the girls comes in and says, She took my thing! Uh, so Sean and the rest of the early morning crew at WIBA and elsewhere in early radio morning land or whatever job that requires you to be at, up at this ungodly. I had no idea that quarter to 4 a.m. existed. The last <laughs> time, the last time I was up at that hour is when our littlest baby uh, was a baby. And uh, all of a sudden, you get the cry about that time in the morning. And I remember it. I remember it clearly. I remember saying, uh, "Honey, uh, baby's crying. You take care of that." <laughs> <laughs> I also clearly remember the elbow yes. in the back and the "Hey, we're in this together, chum." Uh, but you guys do this all the time. And I actually, more recently, more recently than I remembered, probably because I was trying to suppress this memory, I was up at that hour of the morning. Uh, In February, when my son and I, who is a bear scout, we camped at Eagle Cave with, uh, you know, the whole pack, about 400 scouts. Uh, Sleeping on gravel will do that to you. So you're you're kind of tossing and turning under a bear uh, inquisition light bulb, you know, like a like a good cop, bad cop light bulb hanging over you or a Soviet investigation going on. 
There was a bit of waterboarding because the water was dripping from the cave on all of us. But that wasn't what woke me up. What woke me up at 3.45 in the morning was the sound of a young scout not feeling well. (laughs) And it's 9 o'clock-ish, and there are some late uh, breakfast people out there, so I won't go into the details. But there is nothing, I tell you nothing, like being awakened by a scout not feeling so good at 3.45 in the morning in a cave. A lot of resonance. That's all I'm telling you. A lot of it's an echo chamber in there. How do you do it? Uh, I I don't know, but I do know that some people that um, like Joel, who uh, who produces from time to time over mm-hmm. here, um, he also produces the morning show over on the sports station. And every morning at about four thirty five a.m. when he's here and he sees me and I smile and he goes, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything. Say anything. He goes, "You're too chipper," uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he says it through his Unabomber beard, yes, of course, which gives does. it that much more of that that classic effect for you. No, you did it every day. I had to fill in for uh, uh, Jay Weber over on our iHeart uh, sister station in Milwaukee, and I'm blessed to be able to do that from here. I don't have to drive there. I can just drive from the east side over to Fitchburg. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Lots of coffee. Is that the answer? Yes. Oh, and I've been going to another tip. Uh, the McDonald's down the road is open, and yeah. uh, any size soda right now, $1. Ooh. So you can get a huge Coca-Cola for a buck, icy cold. Yeah, no. Great way to kick off. Now, that ain't going to cut it, man. I'm going to need an <laughs> intravenous drip of Mountain Dew. That's what I'm going to need. Well, a salute to the early morning crew that has to do this every day. Thank you for for what you do. I, I do appreciate it. Okay. Interesting story, and I think it was uh, extremely well written from Valerie Richardson of the Washington Times. The headline is this, and there are only one way you can do this, because certainly the, the left, liberals in this country, are doing this. People will die! That's what they're screaming from the mountaintops. The headline is, people will die. Democrats use shock value to blast Republican health care plan. We're going to get to, in just a bit, uh, an interesting breakdown of four of just the biggest things that have uh, made liberals the most overheated conspiracy theorist. But it's bigger than that. It's, it's one thing when the left says this and carries a different, a different slate of facts into the marketplace of ideas. It is another thing when the well-respected, correct, right, right, the, the well-respected, the dignified mainstream media picks up and runs with those as fact, only to be shown that it's a load of you-know-what, and they're never called on their you-know-what. But let's start here. Valerie Richardson, Washington Times, writes, Hoping Trump care does for them what Obamacare did for Republicans at the ballot box. Democrats have seized on the House repeal and replace bill, even as Republicans insist that fans of the collapsing health care exchange are deluding themselves. House Speaker Paul Ryan described Thursday's vote, last Thursday's vote, on the House bill as a, quote, rescue operation for the moribund Affordable Care Act as it struggles with soaring premium cost flagging enrollment, and fleeing insurers. For sheer shock value, however, 
it may be hard to top the Democrats. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. You know Senator Elizabeth Warren? Well, I don't think that's a, I. You know, I make her sound a bit like uh, um, the late, great senator from Illinois, Paul Simon. <laughs> But I'm not that far off. You put a bow tie on her and she's got the whole thing, the whole Paul Simon package. And I'm not talking about the one with Garfunkel, just for the record. Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts predicted on Twitter that, quote, people will die. Senator Bernard Sanders, a.k.a. The Burn of Vermont accused Republicans of celebrating a vote to let thousands of Americans die so that billionaires get tax breaks. White House counsel Kellyanne Conway on Sunday blasted the people will die message narrative as, quote, outrageous and untrue taking the mainstream media to task for acting as enablers for not calling out those breathless, heartless predictions. Why have so many Americans asked for Obamacare to be repealed and replaced? It's because the premiums have increased by 40% on average, 100% in some places, Ms. Conway said on Fox and Friends. Still, Democrats have reason for optimism. The Cook Political Report moved 20 House race ratings in the party's direction Friday after the passage of the American Health Care Act, which repeals and replaces Obamacare. So basically what we have here is there, according to this ranking site, Cook Political Report, which is a pretty good one, they they have uh, followed and analyzed races across the country for years and and uh, they're about as good as, as any of them are out there. But they're saying now that there are so many voters in these, you know, could go one way, could go another uh, areas in Congress that because of the Republican, the, uh, the House Republican health care reform bill, that, that they're abandoning the, the Republican or they're not going to vote for the Republican now because uh, – you know, because Obamacare will be gone. And more so, it's because of the stuff, the crap that has surrounded this proposal. Now, the proposal, uh, certainly to a number of moderates, has a problem already. They, you know, I get that. Uh, but for the people out there who are ingesting this erroneous information about people dying, uh, that's going to change some minds, certainly, if you're living under that idea. It's all false. We're going to get to some more of these falsehoods coming up in just a moment. Your thoughts on the... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Movement to paint Trump care, as it were, uh, by the Democrats. 321-1310 in Madison, toll-free 877-235-1310. It's Dan Conry show with yours truly, Kittle, right here and now on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Blue-collar common sense with Dan Conry on 1310 WIBA. Don't look for the sunshine today. Only in your hearts. You won't find it outside. Your 27 storm track forecast from meteorologist Brandon Bormans is as follows. Today, a few spotty light showers early, otherwise cloudy, cool, a high of 53. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 42. Tomorrow... Yeah, much of the same. Cloudy, a few morning showers, more in the afternoon, a high of 59. The warm-up is coming, though, dear friend. Partly sunny on Thursday, a high of 68. Friday, mostly sunny, a high of 67. few light showers at night. Uh, should we look ahead? Sure, why not? Saturday, clouds and sun, just a few light showers and a high of 68. Sunday, mostly sunny and a high of 62. Subject to change, of course, but that's what we have right now. So really, the next couple of days, we got to get through the damp weather, got to get through the really coolish weather, and then we move into a warm-up by the middle of the week. We're talking about the Democrats, uh, the left in general, pushing this narrative about, well, rolling out the most extreme scare tactics to shoot down the Republican House bill on getting rid of Obamacare and replacing it with something else. Now, listen, somebody told me a long time ago, the facts will take care of themselves, right? No, (laughs) That, that was a long time ago. Facts don't take care of themselves. The facts are taken care of. The facts are doctored by people with a vested interest in how those facts are received and perceived. And that's what we have here. Uh, This story from the Washington Times goes on. Uh, This is political hay time for the Democrats, right? Uh, Still, Democrats, as I told you, had reason to be optimistic. They have an ad out now, Save My Care, a pro-Obamacare advocacy group has targeted 24 House Republicans in a six-figure ad buy over their support for the AHCA, which passed Thursday with no Democratic votes. The ad blast Republicans in potentially tight 2018 races for voting for a, quote, disastrous health care bill. But it doesn't mention by name the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Obviously, those two things are front and center. You don't have to look that far either. Over the weekend, I believe in Madison, at least it was planned. Fortunately, I didn't drive down Washington Avenue at that time, but there was a die-in by a group of nut jobs who wanted to go out and lay in the middle of the street and say, we're all going to die. They're going to take Obamacare away. We're all going to die. There. Now, the left shoots back. What about your death panels, conservatives? What about your death panels? (sighs) 
Yeah, there's a lot of hyperbole going around, but the left has gone hyperbolic. They have taken it to an entirely new level. Here's the problem. You cannot like a plan. You can say, uh, this plan is not going to be good. It's going to reverse the sorts of gains we've made in insuring people who didn't have insurance before. You can make some of these claims, certainly, but to make the claim that people are going to die. I'm reminded of Jimmy Kimmel's passionate plea about his son. Now, he had me all the way at his little baby, you know, and thinking about the heart problems that the baby was born with, if you saw his, his monologue a week ago, and, and an emergency staff. But he used that to make it all political then, as the late-night talk show host uh, want to do. Now it has to become a political thing. Well, if you talk to the people in the Republicans in Congress because nobody should have to worry about health care and losing health care, and if they have to worry about their children and these sorts of things, there is nobody in this country that cannot... Walk into an emergency room right now. No one will be denied care. That is the first lie that has been told by the left. If you don't have health insurance, if you are broke, you are not going to be turned away. If you have a medical emergency, your family has a medical emergency. It does not happen. Here are some other crappy things that the left decided they were going to push in the fallout, the aftermath of this Republican bill, which, by the way, is about to be totally rewritten by a Senate that ain't going along with the Republicans, okay? So think about it on that front first and foremost. This was written by... um, who is it? CNN, which, by the way, has led the charge in the main on faulty reporting about this health care bill. The headline is Donald Trump is turning liberals into conspiracy theorists. I would only object with one word in this headline. Turning? It's there. <laughs> turning? The deed is done. There is a conspiracy camp out there on the left which gives the, uh, you know, the um, Area 51 people, <laughs> the alien, alien probing crowd, a run for its money. Much has been written about how President Trump's election has had a profound impact on the Republican Party. What's drawn less attention but deserves more is how Trump is affecting Democrats. Sure, we've seen coverage of how Trump's election has emboldened the liberal left, whose call for confrontation at all times has become the rallying cry of the party. This New Yorker profile of Senate Majority Chuck Schumer describes the rapid evolution from compromise to confrontation well. Go there if you must. What's drawn less attention is how Trump's presidency has convinced liberals that every bad thing whispered about any Republican is, by default, true. Consider that in the last week alone, liberal outrage has been sparked on at least four occasions by alleged incidents that simply aren't accurate. At least. These are the most egregious. One. Number one. There was no health care vote beer celebration. Okay. 
This is what was said. As the House was voting on the American Health Care Act, Vice News' Alexandria Jaffe spotted cases of beer being brought into the Capitol. She tweeted about it. She said, cases upon cases of beer just rolled into the Capitol on a cart covered in a sheet. Spotted Bud Light peeking out from the sheet. She didn't say there was a celebration by Republicans who were interested in getting a six of Bud and a pint of gin to celebrate the demise of Obamacare. She just tweeted this interesting little note. But that tweet became the basis of an outrage campaign among liberals. This headline from Mike is indicative of the early coverage. Republicans celebrated taking away Americans' health insurance with cases of beer. And cheap beer at that, huh? Not the expensive kind. You would think with those awful, greedy conservatives. Mike has since changed the headline to reports of beer delivery to GOP healthcare celebration called into question. That is to say, the Mike's headline was called into question. <laughs> I love I love the wording. I love it when they try when when they are trying to take back something that is erroneous, but taking absolutely no credit for um, spreading the error. Less than a half hour later, uh, Jaffe tweeted again, noting that the beer wasn't, in fact, for a celebration party for House Republicans. Uh, she had never implied it was. Didn't matter. By then, the idea of Republicans cracking beers while voting to take away health care from millions of people was already surging across the Internet. There's a big one here that I want to get to before we get to news. I want to get your thoughts on this, too. I mean, really... How repugnant is this whole notion? But that's the state of politics today. The facts don't matter. The narrative matters. It's how you spin and set up the facts. Now, this has been a problem for a long time, but it is becoming more and more egregious. Uh, but more so, there are, there are cynical political people and activists who are doing this, knowing better, but the problem is they are swaying people who don't have the time, unfortunately, to take a look at uh, a thousand pages of documents. That's not their job. So when they and they're getting their information more and more on these knee-jerk, quick-moving social networks fueled by knee jerks. Your thoughts, 321-1310, toll-free, 877-235-1310. Here's the big one. that This is really awful because I watched this on Friday afternoon unfold. Rape and sexual assault would not be a pre-existing condition under the Republican health care bill, although that was not what you heard on the major network, including CNN the news site that is debunking all of these lies, all of this spin told by the left. Immediately following the passage of the Republican health care bill last Thursday, a talking point emerged. If this bill became a law, being raped or sexually assaulted would qualify as pre-existing conditions and therefore would make it much harder for the victim to get health insurance. Not so. According to Washington Post fact-checker Michelle Yee-Hee Lee, who gave the claim for Pinocchios. Translation, it was totally false. Lee wrote, The notion that AHCA classifies rape 
or sexual assault as a pre-existing condition or that survivors would be denied coverage is false. This claim relies on so many factors, including unknown decisions by a handful of states and insurance companies, that this talking point becomes almost meaningless. It is meaningless. It's not just meaningless. It's an outright lie. But I watched Friday afternoon, preparing for another show, the torrent of anger and hostility from left advocacy groups who went on CNN where this debunking story came out yesterday, went on CNN, and they're talking about how rape victims wouldn't be insured because it would be considered a pre-existing condition if they moved to another insurance plan. An outright lie, and the host on CNN said, well, that sounds awful, that's terrible. We can't have that. How, how could they possibly do that? Why would they do that? That can't be true. Yes. It can't be true because it's a lie. When something is not true, it's a lie. That's what we're dealing with. But what we're really dealing with here is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a lie. If it's a good story and if that story that, that will connect with someone is so awful and it sounds so disgusting, how could you possibly deny a rape victim the services that that person needs to heal. How could you possibly do that? Well, of course, you're not doing that. doesn't matter. That sounds a lot better than the truth, doesn't it, when you are trying to create a narrative that reforming, getting rid of Obamacare, an inherently flawed, dying-from-the-inside health care law, and it really is, look at the numbers, when you're trying to hold on, desperately hold on to that, the lie becomes the truth for you. The first casualty of war and the first casualty of politics is the truth. Let's take a break. Let's get to news. Let's get to your thoughts as well. Join us this morning. You know the number, dear friend, 321-1310, toll-free, 877-235-1310. Matt Kittle here. You're there. It's the Dan Connery Show on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Republicans in Congress had second thoughts about repeal and replace. They realized that what is right is right, and I saved health insurance in the United States of America. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't save it. This is the Dan Connery Show on 1310 WIBA. Welcome back to it. Here we are, the whole thing. Boom. Jimmy came in. Jimmy Casca, brilliant uh, social media guy, producer, and what have you. Jack of all trades. I suppose all you guys had to be jack of all trades. He's telling me about, and I always love to hear this from, you know, new dads, about how their little guys, you know, are growing up. And and, uh, his little guy just turned one, I think, last week. And... Like one in one 15 minute segment decided he was going to go from, you know, just crawling around on the floor to running. <laughs> I love to hear stories like that. One, because it's great. It's pure joy. Like you, I remember when my kids first discovered, wow, you mean I can move these appendages like this and I can go from here to there a lot faster? 
I like it. And it's, you know, it's just that pure joy of, of kiddom. Uh, but I also like it too because I struggled through that <laughs> stage where I was like, wait a minute, you can't run over there. No, that's a bad idea. No, get out of the chemicals. No. No, don't brush your teeth and the dog's teeth, too. Please. Uh, Supposed to share, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't paint with the Hostess cupcake filling. <laughs> no. Okay. So I love it because that's the fun times, you know, a lot of fun times in being a parent, being a dad. But there's a lot of tiring times, too. So someone else has to go through it now. I, I guess I'm, I'm gleeful on, on that front. Uh, if I can find it here, I cannot uh, I cannot track it down, but there's a story that I want to get to in just a bit. And I'm sure I'll find it in my mess momentarily, but it's all about a new pilot program. Oh, here it is. Let me get to this in just a moment. A new pilot program where you think to yourself, do you really need a pilot program to, to know if this is happening? Stick around for that. We'll do that momentarily. I just want to finish off uh, last thought from last half hour about... The sort of spin, it's not just spin, it's just outright lies coming from the left, coming from those who just believe Obamacare in their heart of hearts is the cure to all evils, uh, certainly in healthcare, if not in society at large. And I told you before about this lie that went out there. And I mean, it just hit like a ton of bricks. And it was by design, by cynical political people who thought yeah this is a <laughs> this is a good way to uh not only protect obamacare but uh take down trump and anybody who will support him anybody who support this idea yeah why don't we just tell everybody that rape and sexual assault victims would not be able to be insured uh, if they're going to a new insurance plan because it's a pre-existing condition there's a good idea right there yeah not true but never stopped us before I think that is I think that is just disgusting. I mean there's a I'm not naive. There's plenty of lying going on in politics, but this this is like scraping the bottom of the barrel if the barrel you have to scrape is in hell. I mean this is rape victims would not be insured. My god. There are a couple of others I'll get to, but uh, quickly off to the phones. Jim joins us on the Dan Connery Show. Good morning, Jim. How are you, sir? Hi, Matt. Good. Hey, I just wanted to remind you back in 2012, when uh, during the election, how Harry Reid on the Senate floor uh, accused Mitt Romney of not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And then after the yep. election, when it was brought up to him, Romney or uh, Harry Reid really didn't have an answer. He just said, well, he didn't get elected, did he? That's so right. Apparently, Yep. You know, apparently the uh, the means justify the end. That's exactly right. There's nothing new here, is there, Jim? I mean, as I, I'm, I'm not astounded in a lie. I'm astounded by the lie. I guess I should remember back to those times. And I can see his beady little eyes, Harry Reid, his rat face. I can see him now. I can see him. Well, and that smug smile, right? The little smug grin. Well, he didn't get elected, did he? Right, exactly. You know? I just it, just listening to what you were saying this morning just reminded me of of Harry Reid just four years ago. And Harry Reid has that that was one of uh, many different examples 
of that guy pulling the strings on some really awful things. Thanks for the uh, the memory, I suppose, Jim. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, thanks. There are some other things here, too, that are just not correct. And, it, and all this stuff, of course, now with the social media, it just goes viral, and it just gets spread, and it just gets worse and worse. And how do you defend yourself against this? How do you defend the truth against this? The FCC is not really targeting Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Here's another one. The Federal Communications Commission announced that it was investigating complaints following late-night talk show host Stephen Colbert's controversial comments about President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin. If you hadn't uh, heard what uh, Stephen Colbert had to say, uh, that if I repeat them, the FCC will investigate us. (laughs) So uh, just, I suppose, Google it. Anyway, liberals cried foul, insisting that uh, the Trump administration was trying to stifle criticism an abrogation of the First Amendment, more like standard operating procedure. According to CNN media reporter Frank Pagliotta, as an FCC spokesman told him, we review all consumer complaints as a matter of standard practice and rely on the law to determine whether action is warranted. The fact that a complaint is reviewed doesn't speak one way or another as to whether it has any merit. Here's the thing. This sort of stuff has happened. I'm not saying necessarily at FCC, but um, government agencies have investigated media officials on the right. A little something called the John Doe investigation here in the state of Wisconsin, the infamous unconstitutional John Doe investigation. I remember learning in a court document, uh, well documented, that... Uh, Charlie Sykes, formerly a conservative talk show host in Milwaukee at uh, WTMJ, and uh, Sean Hannity, if I recall, the Government Accountability Board folks that were embroiled in this, in the prosecutors over in Milwaukee that were uh, leading this unconstitutional investigation, had considered... Uh, investigating Sykes and Hannity and others in conservative media. That does indeed happen. But it won't happen for guys like Stephen Colbert. Nor should it. The bottom line is this was a falsehood that was told. And uh, if the bigger the lie, the, the worse sounding it is, the more it's going to be consumed, particularly by people predisposed to believe it. Roger joins us on the Dan Connery Show. What do you think, Roger? Yeah, I, I got confused by something you said. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's, that's uh, ask my wife. That happens quite a bit. Uh, mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say a, a 30-year-old woman that has no insurance mm-hmm. finally finds herself pregnant. What insurance company is going to pick her up and pay for the, uh, pay for the checkups from the birth and everything else? Well, it depends on if she has, if she's insured through her employer, if she's no, got... I, I said she has no insurance. Okay, she has, she has no insurance, she's pregnant. Yeah. Well, that's not, if she's in, if, if she takes a job with a, a company that provides insurance, they, they, they will pick that up. That's not a, that's not a pre-existing condition. Uh, that's, that's just how in, yeah. insurance works these days. Yeah, see, well, I understand, you know, but... If she's 30 years old and she's working at a job that does not provide insurance, okay. she's going to have to end up paying all of that herself. 
Yeah, she she could if she. Uh, you're right. If she can't get insurance, uh, she could also. Th- but depending on her 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 income level, she could right now be in the exchange. She could have Obamacare. So you don't need an employer to do that anymore, of course, because the 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 rules have been changed on that front. Part of you know a major problem of Obamacare is that these people that have no insurance and something happens to them, and then they go out and say they want to buy Obamacare. Well, that's not, like you said, that's not insurance. Obamacare is wrong on that. No, that's a shell game, Roger. That's what's happened. And, you know, and you can be all for people being insured, the notion that people should have insurance or whatever, and hopefully you create that through the marketplace where there's a competitive marketplace that you can have that. Some people are all about the government taking care of everybody from cradle to grave. I'm not. Uh, but that said, the problem is is that we have an insurance system under Obamacare in the marketplaces where the really, really sick people, you know, who didn't have insurance before and uh, are now moving into the system, they're putting a lot of pressure uh, because of compulsory um, measures that make them part of the system. Um, we, we the numbers in terms of the young people. Remember, this was sold to us. The young people will just they'll run into the streets. They they love Obama, so they're going to be in the Obamacare, and they're the healthiest people. They drive down the rates. That didn't happen. That's the big shell game in all of this, among many problems with Obamacare. You know. Thanks for the call, Roger. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I guess my point originally on this was. Jimmy Kimmel had brought it up. I hear this from the left. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot. Uh, You know, this, the sort of changes that are going on, the Republicans, what they're trying to force down the throats of people, you know, that's going to deny health care coverage. If people have, you know, they need emergency care like like he had, uh, they're going to be denied. Nobody is denied. Okay, you may have to you may have to the the reality is you may have a big bill on your hands, but if you're poor and you can't pay it, you're not denied. You're not denied those services. So let's get that lie off the table right away. Let's take a break and we'll get to your calls. John's up next and whoever else wants to jump into the conversation. It's the Dan Connery show with yours truly Kittle right here and now on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Now more blue-collar common sense with Dan Conry on 1310 WIBA. Back to it. News coming up uh, top of the hour. And then uh, just after 10 o'clock, now what? European leaders may be breathing a sigh of relief with the defeat of the anti-European Union candidate, Marine Le Pen. But will Emmanuel Macron be able to govern? 
His new political party has no lawmakers in parliament at present. That uh, would seem to be a challenge. Um, We'll get uh, more on this. A little perspective from Simon Owen from Fox News Radio has been covering uh, this particular story. Uh, All of that to come right after uh, 10 o'clock. We've been talking about uh, some of these massive tall tales, and that's putting it kindly. Just lies, outright lies by the left. Uh, here's one that has nothing to do with the health care plan. We've been talking about it. I believe John John left us. He said something about uh, um, you can't uh, can't afford to have a baby. Don't don't get pregnant. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. So anyway, that was John's thought. Uh, anyway, um, Donald Trump has been accused, at least his administration, of firing this this lady. Uh, the chief usher at the White House because there were disagreements about that. <laughs> now here's the real story. The firing of White House chief usher Angela Reed, the first woman to hold that job, was seized on as the latest piece of evidence that Trump and his administration was nothing more than an old boys club openly hostile to women and minorities. Turns out, according to Axios reporting, that Reed got along well with the president and first lady, but was far less popular with the staff of the White House she oversaw. When her departure was announced to the residents, staff yesterday morning, last week I should say, workers burst into applause. (laughs) They hated this lady. She was painted. I remember seeing this story Friday. She was painted, oh, this poor lady. And she's the nuts and bolts of that operation. They love her over there, but the Trumps come in and bam You know, you have a little conflict with Donald Trump, you're going to pay the price. Apparently the Trumps liked her just fine, which may be indicative of something else. They liked her just fine. The employees thought she was awful and applauded when she left. It doesn't get any more insulting if you are the boss than when people applaud your departure. It doesn't say more about you than when people cheer as you leave your office, your place of business. Again, there are so many of these things that are just, they're not just crazy, right? I mean, the whole point of the piece was, the conspiracy theorist of some members of the left and pushing these ideas and what have you, uh, anything that Donald Trump, any whisper of something in the Trump administration or Republicans or whoever the enemy is to them, all of a sudden now you turn that into um, you know, this awful thing that is far removed from the truth, Right? But it's not just these wacky things. And there are plenty of wacky things. There are the things that are outright lies that are designed to do what these very cynical political people want them to do. Cause a huge splash. And by the time the record is corrected by a mainstream media that went along hook, line, and sinker with this stupid stuff, now you have... The real impact. And what is the real impact? We find out from Cooks that there are 20 seats that could have gone either way now that are leaning in a Democrat's direction. And a lot of it now has to do with this health care proposal. Now, let's face it. This health care proposal isn't going to be 
very popular, particularly in some weaning states out there, where you have uh, you know Republicans who are Republicans in name only, conservatives of convenience, uh, and they're paying the price for those sorts of things. This this health care reform package isn't going to do well there, and some of these folks are going to have to pay a political price. And that's the nature of things. They're going to have to pay a political price in, a, in an off-presidential year election. That's the nature of things, particularly when you have the, the a party in power of the whole thing. When you've got a president, your party in the office, and your party is, uh, it controls Congress. There's, there's bound to be shift. That's why it's so extremely critical that if the Republicans in Congress have any chance of truly, truly reforming government, limiting the size, the scope, and the continuous growth of government, they're going to have to do it now. And frankly, they're peeing away their possibility because the window will draw on this thing. That is, if if there is a fair accounting of all of the silliness that has gone on from the left in this country over the last 100-plus days and before leading up to the November election, because there are a lot of Americans who aren't being quoted on nightly news programs. There are a lot of Americans out there who are quietly go shaking their heads and wondering what the hell is next, but they don't like all the chaos and the disorder that is created from the left in the um, the resist campaign out there. All right, let's get to news. As I said, coming up uh, right around the corner, Owen uh, Simon Owen joins us to talk about what's next in France. Stick around. It's the Dan Connery Show. This is the Dan Connery Show. Blue collar common sense. Common sense solutions. That's where we have to go if we're going to save our state and save our country. Join the conversation at 321-1310. Toll free at 1-877-235-1310. We, as Americans, have the capacity now as we've had in the past to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Common sense has become... An uncommon commodity. Now, Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. How do, how do, you exceptional Americans and my fellow deplorables. Connery's out for the next couple of days. It's yours truly, Matt Kittle. Glad to be here. I am an investigative reporter from the MacGyver Institute, MacGyver News Service here in Madison. The belly of the beast, planet insanity, all of that sort of thing. Uh, And as I said at the outset of the big show today, as I will say again, my thoughts, my views, my ideas, they're all mine. They don't belong to anybody. I'll share them with you, but they're mine. And they certainly do not reflect the thoughts, opinions, or views of my beloved employer, the MacGyver Institute. Ah, we have had quite a weekend. And that's saying that there's been a lot of exciting news in the last uh, 24 hours or so, depending on your point of view. But over the weekend, there was a huge election in France. And the mainstream media, of course, has said, this is the great repudiation of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's far-right ideologies. Is it? And what's next? Let's check in now with Simon Owen, 
Fox uh, Radio News, joins us from across the pond. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi there. Very well, thanks. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us. I appreciate it. You're ahead of our time, so I'm not calling you early or anything, so I feel good about it. <laughs> I feel good I'm not waking you up. But quite a remarkable state of affairs over the weekend, um, and, and it has been reported pretty much that the election, pretty, that's, the election settled the idea of whether uh, the push for Trump's principles and ideas would take root in France. Uh, what, what is the follow-up? What's, what's the thought process of uh, those in France now about that particular notion? Well, I think one of the big things that was being watched for in this French vote was, would this be, you know, as, as you touch on, would this be another big anti-establishment, nationalist, anti-immigrant uh, kind of vote. Mm-hmm. And there were three big elections that we were watching for in Europe this year. Uh, one that happened in the Netherlands in March, the French one this weekend just gone, and then there's uh, elections in Germany towards the end of the year. Right. And at the start of the year, you know, the question was, there are really kind of uh, pretty right-wing, if not far-right candidates in each of those elections. Uh, just how well are they going to do? Well, in the Netherlands, it was a big defeat. In France this weekend, a, a pretty big defeat as well, and, it, and in Germany, no sign of the uh, the comparative party in Germany doing much business in the uh, autumn elections. Also, so uh, it seems to be that the 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 wave of kind of populist anger that was seen to be behind the Brexit vote here in the UK to leave the EU and also President Trump's victory. If you look at the trend, yeah, I mean, I suppose the suggestion is if you look at the raw results of it. Uh, that is a, a trend that for the time being is probably not going to carry on because the only opportunity for it to carry on in Western Europe this year is probably going to be in Germany in the autumn. And as I say, not much chance of a big upset there either. It's basically a counterfactual. You don't have uh, this uh, this event, but what would have happened if there were a major terrorist attack? Now, I know France experienced the, you know, the issue uh, a couple of weeks before the election or what have you, but that paled in comparison uh, to some of the other attacks uh, we've seen. Do you think the numbers would have changed? That would have driven home the point that there are real security problems in Europe. I mean, I think France has suffered enough terrorist attacks that it would not have needed any more for, it, for its opinion to have been changed on where it stands. And I remember there was a, a suspected Islamist attack pretty much on the eve of the election. A policeman was, was, was shot dead in the middle of Paris. Um, I, I was there over the weekend, and it, and it is striking now when you travel around Paris just how many of the sites and locations you go past when you're in that city have been affected by terrorism in recent years. And I was at Emmanuel Macron, the new president, I was at his victory rally on uh, Sunday night. And, you, you know, quite quickly, the conversation will turn back to security concerns. The number one concern for French voters is the, the stagnant economy there. Mm. But behind that, people are worried about security. And, and one man got talking to me and he, he sort of started talking about the terrorist attacks and uh, then how he lives just around the corner from the concert hall that was attacked. And he, then he was saying, I, I remember hearing the gunshots that Friday night. I hadn't asked him to talk about any of this. It's still very much on people's minds. So, no, I, I think whatever had happened, it, it would have been uh, along these lines. People in, in France have had a lot to deal with on, on the security front. And uh, and the decision they they made was to you know overwhelmingly reject the idea that that Marine Le, Marine Le Pen, the far right candidate, was was putting across. And indeed, Emmanuel Macron he got a big win, two thirds of the vote. But within that, I suspect about a third of those voters 
judging by the very unscientific polling that I did, speaking to a few voters over there, I reckon about a third of his voters were voting simply to keep Marine Le Pen out. The other thing I'd say, though, is that in France, it, it's not quite as simple as it might sound, because Marine Le Pen fronts the party called the National Front, which mm-hmm. has um, a, a reputation in its past for being accused of anti-Semitism, other forms of, of racism, general xenophobia, stigmatization of immigrants. Um, and while she has worked hard to shed a lot of that political baggage, uh, I think for many in France, the, the past is still there, and they're not able to get beyond that. Marine Le Pen is now hinting at a big rebrand, maybe a new party name and this sort of thing, to try and capitalize on the anti-establishment feeling. But I, I She's talking about the 2022 election now. The next election will come back. We'll do it next time. Uh, and maybe she will, or maybe this was her opportunity and it didn't happen. I know you have to jump off, but one quick question. How does Macron govern? He doesn't have any members of his party in Parliament right now. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He only set the party up uh, a year ago. But, but shortly after every presidential election in France, you then have parliamentary elections. They're coming up next month. And Macron's party says it has the candidates to field them in all. I think it's 577 constituencies around the country. They plan to have candidates in all of them. Uh, they say half of them are going to be women. And the polls suggest that they may actually just get over the line and secure a majority in parliament, go from zero seats to to more than half. There's a chance that he won't. In that case, he's in a spot of trouble and does need to figure out some alliances. But uh, whatever happens, I think he's going to have a sizable representation in Parliament. It may may sound bizarre, you know, the two main parties suddenly uh, decimated and this party comes from nowhere. And imagine that happening in the United States. French political system, French politics has always been a little bit more flexible uh, with things like this, so it, it, but it would still be a very unusual situation. Uh, but he could, uh, he could govern quite, quite straightforwardly if he gets his majority in Parliament, and that certainly can't be ruled out for the time well, that's, being. That's pretty impressive that there is the possibility he could do that. And I'll tell you what, you just gave me the dream of the day that the two parties in this country would be totally decimated and we'd have something <laughs> else to replace this, uh, <laughs> these two uh, uh, goofy sets. Thank you so much. I know we run a little bit late here, but I certainly do appreciate your time, Simon, this morning. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Take care. That is Fox News Radio's Simon Owen joining us across the pond in France uh, at this hour to talk about the what's next question following this. Uh, there's nothing stunning about it. Uh, Macron was uh, it was pretty clear from the polling going in that was going to happen. I didn't get a chance to ask him about <laughs> Everybody has to have a WikiLeaks problem in every election. France just had it. And uh, supporters of Macron um, announced right after the election, oh, we had this, or it was right before the election, oh, we had this uh, breach of security and they're trying to do this. this. It landed with a thud. Nobody seems to care because I think in the most part, it's like, hey, the election's over. What does it matter? You won, right? Take that up with Hillary Clinton, who... uh, uh, just the other day, was it yesterday? Maybe over the weekend. It was, was at an event, uh, once again, talking about why she lost the race. All the cards set against poor Hillary Clinton. Uh, the WikiLeaks, James Comey, had nothing to do, of course, with the fact that she was an awful candidate that really didn't inspire people who normally would come out for an inspirational candidate in presidential years. That... <laughs> Details, details. Let's take a break. i uh, got some other stuff to get to. Uh, this story that I was telling you about before, about a pilot program to find out something that we 
probably should already know. Stick around. It's the Dan Connery Show with yours truly, Matt Kittle, right here and now on News Talk 1310 WIBA. The Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll-free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, hi there. How are you? You're looking good. Tummy tucked. It took. That's all I can tell you. Looking good. Looking real good. News Talk 1310 WIBA, The Dan Connery Show. You know the number, dear friend. 321-1310, toll-free. 877-235-1310. Matt Kittle here with you now. Weather-wise, kind of yuck. Yeah, uh, there may be some stray light showers. Uh, yeah, some sprinkles here and there throughout the day. It's going to be cloudy, and it's going to be cool. Uh, and not cool like, man, that's cool. It's going to be cloudy and cool. High of about uh, 53 today. Where says I say all this, I'm struggling to find my weather forecast. Here it is. I am just, I am a mess. I am just a mess this morning. Your storm, your uh, 27 storm track forecaster, meteorologist Brandon Bormans today. Few spotty light showers, early otherwise cloudy and cool, high of 53. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 42. Winds out of the east-southeast, five miles per hour. Uh, Tomorrow, again, cloudy with a few morning showers and more in the afternoon, a high of 59. Thursday, we get some sunshine back, at least partial sunshine, a high of 68. The same, uh, mostly sunny, however, on Friday, probably the pick of the, the day for this week. Other than yesterday. Yesterday was nice, yeah. Yesterday was, re- well, it was real nice. But uh, it was partly sunny yesterday. It was mostly sunny, at least that's the projection now. High of 67 once again on Friday. Okay, this is what I told you about before. Uh, there are sometimes, no. Let me uh, restate. There are many times in government where somebody wants to do a test pilot program, some kind of uh, test to figure out what we as rational, did I say rationable? I think I said rationable. Rational thinking human beings ought to already know. Case in point, this story from the Wisconsin State Journal. Four public schools in Madison are preventing students across, student access, I should say, to some popular social media apps during the school day to test whether grades, student behavior, and school safety improve with fewer online distractions. The pilot program shuts down free Wi-Fi access to apps including Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and 30 others. The Wisconsin State Journal reported, the, more, the move is seen as a way to redirect impressionable students' attention to learning and away from potential dangers. We are looking for ways to continually improve our school climate and increase student learning, said Cindy Green, Executive Director of Curriculum and Instruction for the Madison Metropolitan School District. One way to do that is by trying to reduce the use of cell phones and social apps during the school day. Here is my response to all of that. Duh! (laughs) Do we need a study to know that 
these applications where you can take a picture of your friend sitting next to you in class and then send that picture to your friend sitting next to you in class might be a distraction? Do we need a study to find out whether someone who is looking at YouTube videos of cats jumping into swimming pools might take away from somebody who is trying to solve for X, a teacher who is trying to impart the wisdom of algebra (laughs) or Shakespeare or any sense of civics, any degree of learning. Do you think that might be distracting? I believe the phrase here is that ship has sailed. The problem is how do you dislodge this technology from the hands of these kids? You know, it's going to be like it's going to be like when jails said no more smoking prisoners. They took away the smokes away from the prisoners. Right? It's going to be rioting. No. First of all, tell me this. What the hell are the phones doing in the classrooms anyway? Why are they important? Now, I brought this up uh, on a show earlier this morning, and, and I get it. And somebody called in and they said, well, you know, we're a two-parent two f- uh, uh, working family, and, you know, the schedules get complicated. We depend on that smartphone so the kids have it so they can contact us if something comes up, you know, or whatever. And uh, But it's only for that purpose. They shouldn't be using this. I, I said to the, the guy, it's not being used for only that. I hate to break it to you, Dad, but the kid is not using it only to send you an emergency text that the the tire, he's got a flat tire, you know, out in the belt line. Couldn't you just get him a flip phone at that point if that's really the only reason? Let me tell you something. Um, You and I are both pre-smartphone kids, right? I mean, we grew up before smartphones. And effectively, I grew up before cell phones. Now, they had these things in the 1980s that were called mobile phones. But it was like talking into a microwave, okay? You dialed up. Think about dialing up somebody on a microwave. That's how huge these were. And probably just as dangerous. When I was... When I was a young lad at the Platteville High School, when I was a boy, we didn't have smartphones. We weren't texting, obviously. We weren't texting. Al Gore hadn't even invented the internet when I was a kid, okay? That'd be a while. We had, if you had a dire emergency, if you were heaving, which was sometimes the case if you had the tater tot casserole, at lunch, you would go over to the principal's office and you would say to the receptionist there, a lovely receptionist, by the way, if I, may I pause for a moment and think about the receptionist there? I believe her name was Deb. Oh, yes. Anywho, uh, <clears throat> cool down here for a second. Um, you'd go into the principal's office and you'd call home. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mom, I got I to gotta go home. Isn't your, uh, isn't your Spanish test today? Yeah, I'm not feeling good. Yeah. Okay. But you, that was a rare exception. You weren't in there to be making phone calls. You walk in there, yeah, yeah, I got I to gotta call uh, my friend Eddie over in Tennessee. I, was, I wanted, to, wanted to tell him about something that happened at recess today. Get the hell out of here. This, is, this phone's for school business. The principal, he'd drag you out by the ear. We had a pay phone. We had a pay phone in the cafeteria. It was the pay phone that I used to stage, to invite the uh, KDUB Channel 40 TV out of Dubuque, Iowa, to come over to my, I'm bored, so I'm going to create a school protest about uh, opening up the campus for campus, open campus lunch. That went over well. (laughs) That's one of the few times I used the payphone, but that's how you connected. Why do we have smartphones in classes to begin with? It doesn't take a pilot program. What's not in this story is, I'm, I'm wondering. I wouldn't think, but I'm wondering. Do we have to pay money for this study <laughs> to find out that cell phones, smartphones in the hands of kids in school may be distracting, they may create safety issues, they may affect student behavior? Can we just jump? <laughs> Can we just make the jump to the factual assumption? Let's define it as that. The factual assumption that yes, when you are 14 years old and you have a smartphone in the middle of a French Revolution <laughs> lecture, or a, 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 an American history class, or whatever the case may be, an algebra class, that you're probably going to be using that to do anything but algebra and to do anything but focusing on learning. I mean, can we jump to that conclusion without having a study to find out that smartphones are distracting to school students? Why do we have a policy in place where smartphones are available? I talked to somebody today in Germantown, and you're not alone, but my understanding there is you don't bring the smartphone in. There aren't smartphones there. At the very least, can we not have some kind of a repository? Some kind of a, you know, you remember the scene in, uh, in uh, Christmas Story? Where all the kids are wearing the false, the phony teeth. Good morning, Miss Shields. Miss Shields takes the phony teeth from the kids, the spit dripping off of them, puts them in her desk drawer along with the flapping teeth and the joy buzzers and the other things. Those are not to be there for school. Let's think of smartphones in the hands of kids as the old joy buzzer or the chattering teeth or whatever it is. If we passed a note in school and we got caught, we got some detention time. That's what happened back in my day. Why not have something? You come in, put your cell phone in here. We're not dealing with that. We're not dealing with that noise. We're not dealing with that distraction. Right now, uh, we're, we're talking about Shakespeare, okay? You don't like it? Too bad. That's what it is. John has a solution, and I'll tell you, John, 
We need one. It's a crazy world out there. I'm an idea man. Hit hit me. All right. All you got to do mm-hmm. is you got to tell the uh, U.S. Cellular and all of the phone carriers that on the uh, family plans, you can get a uh, one-inch-by-one-inch little box. Mm-hmm. And the kid takes it, and it has one button on it, and it's to call the maybe two buttons, one for dad's phone, one for mom's phone. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing you can do with it. Do they that's have this the technology problem. now? You'll have to excuse uh, my ignorance. Do they have this technology now? Because they, they do. I've seen these smartphones, okay. and there's nothing they can't do. So to make this would be pretty simple, I would think. Well, why do you we know? just? Do, we should do that. Here's the problem that I think about it. There are going to be parents who are going to be, you know, conscientious about this, and they're going to say, "Yeah, I don't want my kid using a smartphone." I don't even know. Listen, I got kids under the age of ten, so they don't have smartphones. They have friends in fourth grade and second grade that have smartphones, but they're not. They don't have smartphones, and it's going to be a long time before they have them. But eventually, we'll have the the conversation. I don't understand why they have them to begin with. But there are parents out there who they don't care. You know, they're like. Yeah, I'm I'm on my smartphone all the time. Uh, why shouldn't my kid be on a smartphone all the time, right? right. But I think you, I think there's a great idea there. But what do you do about the parents who don't give a damn? Well, that's the only thing they can come into the classroom with. They got a the little uh, in their own, no smartphones coming to the school, just those things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how many times really is there an utter emergency in yeah. the middle, you know, in the middle of a social studies class, and right? And what what's mom and dad going to do about it anyway? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a good that's a good thought uh, and I think it would cover a good deal of the population. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. I just I well, I have said it before, I will say it again. I just don't understand modern society. I want Space Invaders on Atari 2600. I want that back, okay? That was cutting-edge technology. Somebody was sending a fax. (laughs) Wow! That only took me three and a half hours to receive this duplicate copy of this piece of paper. That's fantastic. Hey, we got to get to news. My goodness, let's do it. We'll take care of it. Uh, More to come as we finish up the Dan Connery Show on News Talk 1310 WIBA. is the Dan Connery Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Man, this baby is flying right by, even for a cloudy, nasty-looking day out there, but uh, it's spring in Wisconsin, I suppose. What's on your mind? 321-1310, toll free, 877-235-1310. 1310. Kittle in with you today, and I'll be in with you tomorrow, I do believe, is the schedule, the way we've got it set. And Dan will be back with you later in the week, of course. Glad to have you here. And I should never, Sean, I should never start a statement by this. As a guy of a certain age now, right, I should never start this sentence. You know, I really hate, and I'll tell you why I should never start a sentence at uh, a guy in his, with a guy in his 40s, part of the Would You Leave Me Alone club. Right, you never start a sentence like that. You know what I really hate because I could be here for hours. <laughs> but let me tell you what I hate now. Okay, let me tell you what I've hate, hated for a while. Clickbait. I know, clickbait is out there. People love the clickbait. They love to see the the goofy things. Um, here's the latest round of clickbait. She was called the most beautiful girl in the world five years later. Here's what she looks like now. 
What? What does she look like? Oh, can I get your credit card information, please? Oh, that's what she Oh, she looks like an internet scam. I see. What's another one here? Can we guess your education level? If I click on this thing, you definitely can guess my <laughs> education level. I'm an idiot. I, have, I haven't made it through the fourth grade if I click on this thing. Here's one of the things that really, really galled me, I guess. I don't know why I care. Why do I even care? This is, this is one of these things the other day. For those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Abraham Lincoln fan. Not just a fan, but a fanatic. I read about Abraham Lincoln. I don't read about anything else. I read, I'm an American history buff. So I love American history. I love reading from the Revolutionary War, really, through Reconstruction of the uh, 1860s and 1870s. I love American history, all kinds of American history, but that's what I, that's my thing. That's what I love. And I see on this clickbait thing the other day, there's a picture of Abraham Lincoln, which is a very famous, you know, black and white photo, early photo of, of Abraham Lincoln, not early photo, but er, the early age of photography. It's when he's in the white house and he has the beard at this time already. And underneath it is things you should know about world war two. What? Here's the first thing you ought to know about World War II. Abraham Lincoln wasn't involved. He had been dead for many years before World War II. That is one of the reasons why I hate clickbait. Why I brought this up? Because it was on the story that I'm about to read. Underneath it, all of these stories, of course, have the little clickbait, these sorts of things that I talk about. But this is the real story I wanted to get to. And this is the question that I ask you. Are we... Again, this is a question that perhaps should be rhetorical, but I'll ask it anyway. Are we going too far? Middle school students suspended for liking photo of gun on Instagram. Get you not. It's from uh, New Jersey. No, excuse me, Trenton, Ohio. An Edgewood Middle School student was handed a 10-day suspension for liking a picture of a gun on Instagram with the caption, Ready. The parents of Zachary Bolin posted a picture of the intended suspension notice, which read, The reason for the intended suspension is as follows. Liking a post on social media that indicated potential school violence. Did it? Did it indicate potential school violence? Simply because the kid liked the gun? And what were they reading into with ready? He was ready to purchase the gun? He was ready to have that gun at some point when he could purchase the gun? Are they thinking he's ready to do violence with that gun? I was livid. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, you just suspended him for 10 days for liking a picture of a gun on a social media site, Father Marty Bolin said. He never shared. He never commented. He never made a threatening post. Anything on the site. He just just liked it. The picture in question is of an airsoft gun, and according to the student's parents, their child didn't comment on the post, but simply liked the picture. I liked it. Scrolling down Instagram at night about 7 to 8 o'clock, I liked it, Zachary said. The next morning, they called me down to the office, patted me down, patted me down, and checked me for weapons. This is insane. This is insane. 
Since receiving the notice, the family said the school has dropped the suspension and there will be no repercussions for the child's actions. Will they revisit their policy? Friday morning, an email went out to parents stating, Yesterday evening, school officials were made aware to an alleged, I think they <laughs> they should probably uh, go back to school, the administrators. They were made aware to an alleged threat, should be of an alleged threat, of a student bringing a gun to school. We act on any potential threat to student safety swiftly and with the utmost importance. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This morning, the alleged threat was addressed, and we can assure you that all students at Edgewood Middle School are safe and school will continue as normal. Thank you. That was the alleged threat. A kid liked a hand, said he liked a handgun. Didn't say he was going to bring in the handgun, had the handgun, was going to do some major damage, wait till I show up in school with his gun to run. Simply liked it on one of these social pages. Have we gone too far? Yes. Yes, we have gone too far. We can talk about that, but George first wants to talk about the sadness that he has for the passing of Fox News. George, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm an old dinosaur, man. That's I guess. You Me know. too, buddy. I I had one gal, cute little twenty five year old man, down on State Street Saturday morning. We drink Bloody Marys and talk about how to solve world problems, right? Nice. That's the way yeah. to do it with a Bloody Mary uh, yeah. in the morning yeah. time. Yeah, but she didn't like my. Uh, feeling about homosexual people and uh, just lots of different things that old people are different than young people, you know, like marrying uh-huh. guys and girls yeah. marrying each other. Sure. And so she, we finally decided, I said, well, I'll just pray for you. And she said, George, don't waste your breath. That's real cute. She just, uh, she was an atheist too, because I think most <laughs> of them are probably. But anyway, so she said, well, once you old people die off, just look at the stats, George, once you old people die off, the world would be better. It's getting that direction as you all continue to die off. What a cheery conversation you're having with this well, uh, We had lady. a nice visit. Okay. I prayed for her. We, I held yeah. her hand, and we prayed, and she just said, well, that's cute. She thought it was cute. She was, like, mm. patronizing, but I tried to still be decent Christian and pray for her, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and But anyway, the whole thing is going, again, we elected Trump to try to stop this thing for a while, but now they're bringing in these women uh, they're like liberal loser women that come in and say, well, you did this with me, you sexual pig. So they're getting rid of O'Reilly. Now they're getting rid of uh, Sean. Now they got rid of the old guy, the head guy. Uh, you know, they're, they're, so the, and the kids... Right. Well, there's a sea. Uh, the there's kids. a there's a sea change at Fox. Anyway, you know that. You know well, you know Murdoch's kids. Over. Yeah, exactly. Thing. So yeah. I mean, and they're a couple loser liberals. So what's going to be left for us to watch? We don't even have hardly any news to watch. We listen to you guys, of course, but I'm saying for TV news, what do you watch now? It's it's you it's watch? a problem. Well, there, I'm asking you. Yeah, no, no, no it's it's what what can you watch? Right. Here's the only hope. 
that Fox filled the marketplace, uh, that it was was drastically just needed by conservatives, right, conservative consumers of, of information. Fox filled that void, and now you're right. There are some some concerns and some questions. Uh, there, there, what what is there? Uh, what what is there for 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 those who are are simply tired of the narrative that uh, you know any anything that is against the constant growth of government that that's bad that's inherently evil that political speech is is all right as long as it's not coming from a free market or conservative point of view yeah you're right there is a huge void out there I, the only hope I have, George, is that the marketplace will eventually solve it, and that uh, people will. Fox has made a good deal of money with this this particular platform, hasn't it? If so, they change, Matt, and them two boys change it. I hope it goes down the crapper. I hope their ratings go goes, down the crapper. Listen, if it goes down the crapper, George, somebody will be there to fill the void if there's money to be made. That's You're the big hope. You're not worried about it, then it you don't sound like. But, I mean, during the mm-hmm. meantime, we don't know what to watch anymore. We could, At 5.30, we used to watch CBS, NBC, or you can't watch any of those three anymore. So, you know, the 5.30 news and the local news. I end up calling them even half the time, the, the local three channels here in Madison. Their news things are all tilted so liberal. Let me tell I'll you. I'll call them up and tell, give them my mind. Absolutely. You know? Do it. Keep doing it because right, that's, it, that's the only way it's going to change. But, George, you got to keep it here, man. That's the that's the first and foremost. you got to keep it right here. We ain't going away. Okay? I appreciate your time, George. Take care. God bless. I understand your frustration. I really do. Hey, let's take a break. We'll get off to the phones, uh, finish this whole thing up here. Uh, Joey's got uh, something to say coming up uh, right after a quick uh, break. Speaking of uh, the free market, speaking of making some dough and filling in the marketplace, let's get to it now. It's the Dan Conry Show with yours truly, Matt Kittle on News Talk 1310 WIBA. Now, more blue-collar common sense with Dan Conry on 1310 WIBA. Hey, speaking of baseball, obviously Brewers coming up uh, tonight on uh, News Talk 1310 WIBA, 605. Um, did you see the uh, the baseball-sized hail in Denver last night that uh, posted post, that postponed the Cubs-Rockies game? The baseballs should be coming from the pitcher. Not from that man, that was a mess. And then this was after like an 18 inning game the Cubs played against the Yankees the night before. Something tells me Cubs lost that one. They got rained out. Something tells me that God was like, "Oh, did I miss something last year? Oh yeah, I, I forgot to curse the Cubs. Gosh, I got to get on that. I have got to get back on that. You're not a Cubs fan, are you? I am a Cubs fan. Oh, oh yes. Hey. You're from that part of the state, though, where there's Cubs fans, Brewer fans, and Cardinals. I know a lot of Cardinals fans. We are in. You know what's weird about it? We are in that kind of that part of the state too. I, in my neighborhood, there are two Cardinals fans surrounding oh, me. Oh, this, how did that happen? This is something you and I can agree on. Cardinals fans are the worst. The worst. And some of them are in my family. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. You think conservative liberal debates are hard oh. at Thanksgiving? 
Cardinals Cubs fans. I mean, those people in my family, because my dad was a huge Cardinals fan. Oh. I was, I was a real letdown <laughs> for my father for more reasons than one. But I, so I was, relate. yeah. And my brothers, my older brothers, Cardinals fans, just diehard Cardinals fans, and so they just were. Uh. Like, things were going to explode out of their foreheads last year when uh, when the Cubs went to the World Series and then won the World Series. And I, my brother Tim has often said that um, the seventh seal had been released with the last out of the World Series. It's These are biblical times in which we live now, and they're on the Armageddon side of things. Joey joins us. Joey, you got a good alternative to Fox News for George this morning? Uh, yes, sir. It's uh, One American News Network. Oh, what, do, do discuss. Tell tell more. It's, uh, well, we have AT and T cable, and it's mm-hmm. right next to Fox News Channel. Yeah. And uh, anyway, there's hardly any advertisements on there. They always have good little segmented pieces about the Constitution and what different presidents did through history and so on. And very, uh, they're kind of uh, getting started. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's been in business for a couple of years. It's very informative. Interesting. I would like this. So they really take a historical uh, view, you know, context, taking a look at what uh, president, presidential administrations, other congresses have done, what the Supreme Court has done, of the certain like that, that kind of thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they, uh, they have a. Uh, uh, there's a lot on there about Truman and uh, Eisenhower. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty interesting. I ah, mean, I was... more, you know. Yeah, I'd like that. A little bit of history along with it. Yeah, I love. Now, listen, you you, you got me right there. Hey, uh, something tells me, Joey, that you are not originally from uh, the state of Wisconsin? No, sir. I'm from the great state of Mississippi. Hey, hey! I know a couple. (laughs) They're going to vacation in Biloxi. They're looking so forward to it. Can I tell them what to look forward down there? Like what sort of things Uh, they'll be looking at? A lot of humidity. Okay. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to sell them on that, buddy, but... uh, uh, they're, I, I think I, th- I think they're going to go down and gamble a little bit in Biloxi, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, they're going down there to the Alex Creek or yeah, Grand Casino, whatever. They're all, they're all nice. That's a, really nice to down there. Good, good. Yeah, I had a colleague as well who he was in our Mississippi bureau uh, at the the last uh, news organization I worked at and did some good work down there. Well, it's uh, good to make your acquaintance, uh, Mississippi uh, transplant here in Wisconsin, correct? Yes, yes, sir. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for, thank you for bringing that to my attention. What's the name of it again? The, the name of the state of Mississippi. Oh, the, that was the news station, One American News Network. One American News Network. Okay, George, you got it, and I'm kind of interested myself. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate it. Have a good one. How about that? I like meeting different folks from all over the place and their stories and those sorts of things. And the other part of all of that is... That's why radio, we're talking about this whole thing about, you know, you're frustrated with the, you know, the mainstream TV media in particular. In this case, George brought up the whole Fox issue and his concerns about, you know, what, where do you go if you don't have that, that point of view journalism going on? That's the nice thing about radio is that you don't have in TV and other venues for the most part. This is still a forum where somebody asks a question we don't always have the answers, but someone in our listening audience does, and we can share that information. I think that's still, from the time I was a kid and I first got into radio at my hometown station, 16 years old, snot-nosed kid at the old house on 4th Street in Platteville, 
Um, that was what really always fascinated me about this business. It's the community that's cre- it's the immediacy of this. You can have a conversation right here, and it just I don't care. I, I just I don't see that in you know, the online community thing. Maybe that's your thing or whatever, but I think radio is still that powerful way to communicate, right? To when, when you have a question, you have an issue, you want to talk about uh, stations like uh, News Talk 1310 WIBA and others like it. I just, I, I think they're still the places to go. You want news, you want comment on that news, you want conversation, and you want a little assistance. What do I do here? I'm having this problem. We talk about it. That's what we do. Let's do that tomorrow again, shall we? Same bat time, same bat channel. Huh? It's been a good one. I want to thank uh, Sean, of course, the brains behind this operation, keeping it uh, rolling all morning long. Um, I will be back again with you tomorrow. Dan will be back, I believe, later in the week. Until we talk again, though, I know it's kind of a yucksville day out there, but, uh, hey, sunshine will be here before you know it. Enjoy your day. Until we talk again, this is Kittle saying so long, goodbye, God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.